Welcome to Snips, an Ahsoka retrospective, where the Lorehounds, your guides to a galaxy far, far away. I'm John. And I'm David. And this is our pre-season coverage of the Star Wars Disney Plus series, Ahsoka. In this podcast, we'll be discussing our goals for the preseason coverage and then recap the Rogue Jedi and Siege of Mandalore arcs from the Clone Wars animated series. If you've got feedback, you can email us at starwars at thelorehounds.com or head over to our website and either use the contact form or the voicemail feature on the contact page. You can also chat with us and other Lorehounds fans on our Discord server, link in the show notes. We have dedicated channels for Star Wars and all the other shows and projects we have going on. And consider subscribing to our Patreon. For as little as three bucks a month, you can get early and ad-free access to all of our podcasts, plus a ton of other exclusive content. We just completed our one-year anniversary, and we did some custom merch that we just sent out, and we do some you know, uh, exclusive podcasts. Yes. Shire, shide chat. I can never pronounce that. Just put a bunch of shushes in it. (laughs) Second breakfast, some live watches. Um, so yeah, if you think that, uh, supporting us directly through Patreon works for you, that would be great. Lastly, please take a moment to rate and review ratings and reviews. Help people find us even in the outer rim. This is your general purpose. Spoiler warning. We're going to be talking about, Everything Star Wars related. So there you go. Especially the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Also, we are both longtime fans of Star Wars, uh, but we're also newer to Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars universe as far as talking about it. So we might be missing details from time to time. And that is where you come in. If you hear something that we say wrong or that you want to add to or you just want to comment on, please write in and let us know. Yeah, and we've got a Discord uh, as well, and uh, links in the show notes. We've got a we got a dedicated channel for Ahsoka. Yeah, we have a yeah. we have a Star Wars sort of generalist channel, and we now we have a, a dedicated Ahsoka channel because um, I think it's going to get hot and heavy. Those sure trailers, is. those trailers that they've been dropping are are hot. Sure is. Hot. All right, so let's talk about what we're doing here, David. Because yes, this is something that is sort of uh, in our DNA as people Indeed. who have started as a prep podcast for the rings of power now we're here we're going into ahsoka and i i messaged you on discord and i said look this is something where there's a ton of star wars fans and a lot of them are fans of the animated series and a lot of them aren't a lot of them just watch the movies if it doesn't have a roman numeral next to it they won't watch it uh you know and and they just wouldn't have even heard of ahsoka if they did not watch the series or watch the Mandalorian. So we wanted to talk about who this character is, what she's about and what we can expect for the series. Yeah. It seems like a good deal, uh, especially since Rosario Dawson is a name in her own right. And I think if casual fans see this badass with these two white lightsabers you know, we got a question about the colors, which I smoking really some, like. Yes, uh, yeah. smoking some robots and you know doing some zip zap flim flam flying around stuff. People are going to go, hey, what is the show? Yeah, I maybe, think so. The trailers are looking really great. Is. 
and I hope that the show is amazing. Let's talk about who Ahsoka is quickly. Okay. Uh, Ahsoka is a fan favorite character for people who've watched the animated series, but she's not well known, like I said, for the general Star Wars audience. She's a major focus in the Clone Wars, especially seasons five and seven. She was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker and one of his closest friends. Her journey through the Clone Wars and Rebels has a ton of twists and turns. We're just going to focus on a couple of them here that go to the core of her character. Uh, Ahsoka first appeared in live action in The Mandalorian Season 2, played by Rosaria Dawson, as we've discussed. Dawson reprised the role in The Book of Boba Fett. She is set to play Ahsoka in her standalone series on August 23rd on Disney+. Can Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When you saw a live action Ahsoka for the first time, what what kind of reaction did you have? What kind of emotion emotional I, response? You know, I really thought it was perfect. And I'm I'm a fan of Rosario Dawson, but I just didn't know if anyone if anyone could portray Ahsoka in live action because she's such a cool character mm-hmm. and her lightsaber style is so unique and her like persona is so unique. I didn't know if anyone but an animated character could be that. And I really think Rosario Dawson did an amazing job so Nailed far it. Yeah. portraying her. So I'm really excited to see what she does in her in her full get up cool. in her full yeah. series. Yeah, it was exciting to see that live action. And it was a beautiful uh, episode as well and, and a lot of story and drama. So, right. So this series that we're about to watch, this Ahsoka series, is following the threads, basically, that were put into place at the end of the show Star Wars Rebels. This was an animated series that ran on the Disney Cartoon Networks, and it was a series that really matured as it went, but towards Mm. the end had some of the best character work in any Star Wars, I would say, live action or animated. And we are pretty much about to watch Rebel Season 5, it sounds like. It sounds like yeah. <laughs> there's been a time jump, and we're about to just watch Rebel Season 5, and I am so here for it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, I would, I, I definitely would recommend watching the episodes that we're going to watch here, because these are important episodes, and they're honestly just great entertainment. They are yeah. really good entertainment value. You don't have to worry about filler episodes. We've given you the very, very bare bones of what Ahsoka did here. Uh, Those will be four arcs, two from the Clone Wars, two from Rebels, and all of them are on Disney+. Plus. You don't have to go anywhere else. Can Uh, I make a comment, too, about the the shows? You might think, well, okay, these have X number of seasons and X number of episodes per season. It's a lot of stuff. You know, how, how can I just jump in in the middle of it? As somebody who has been a little bit averse to the animated stuff, I I can assure you, you don't need to know anything. It's Star Wars. It tells you everything you need to know. The the characters and the plots aren't so complex and intricate that you can't make out what's going on. It's it's really you might go, oh well, who's that kid? Oh, that's Ezra. Okay, what's his story? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Hey, he's you know playing with some Sith technology. That's not good. Like that's really apparent. Right. So don't feel like you've got to watch other stuff. You can just watch the episodes that I think. What can we list these in the show notes? Probably. Yes, we will. We will. Yeah, we posted them on our Discord. Um, but yeah, don't feel like you have to go back and watch something. Just drop in on the episode and you'll be fine. You know, right? It really. Speaking of episodes, today we're going to be talking about two arcs spanning eight episodes within the Clone Wars series. Right. So we're going to break this into two episodes, right? Correct. We're doing yeah. two episodes total. We were going to do four. 
Yeah. You know, we got Ahsoka coming. We're doing two. We're doing one yeah. on the Clone Wars, one on Rebels. Right. So it seemed like a natural split to break those yeah. up into the because the two different show, animated shows. So we've got four episodes of the Clone Wars, starting with season five, episode seventeen, ending with season five, episode twenty. That's the first arc called the Rogue Jedi. Then we have another arc called the Siege of Mandalore, and that's season seven. Episode 9 through Season 7, Episode 12. This is the tail end of the Clone Wars series. So we're going to be talking about both of those arcs today. What we're going to do is we're going to recap each episode with just a quick paragraph that I'm going to read of the synopsis. And then you and I, David, will talk about what we thought about it, what we can pull forward, what we can expect to see in Ahsoka, the series, based on the episode. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's get started. First off, we have season five, episode seventeen of the Clone Wars, titled "Sabotage." Can we? Can you? Can you post? Uh, um, insert a uh, Beastie Boys sabotage uh, little mix break there. Okay. <laughs> Do you know the song? Right. No, I don't. Oh, 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 okay. Well, we definitely have to add it in here. Then <laughs> I was born in the nineties. Okay. Um, Season 5, Episode 17, Sabotage. You posted a quote here. You put this in. Sometimes even the smallest doubt can shake the greatest belief. So at, at every opening of every episode of The Clone Wars, there's always a little more. Oh, you, you put in the little the little yes. Uh, quotes? Yes, I did. Every Yeah, they abandoned them in the end of The Clone Wars. Mm. And Rebels doesn't have them, so. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, and, it, and it's sort of a, a, a an announcer's voice, like it's a, you know, newsreel from the, you know, the war years or something like that. Yes. So, yeah. and it's always... Um, uh, a little moral lesson for the kids watching at home to, right. to feel like that they're, you know, the parents yeah. are, you know, the parents can feel better about seeing a bunch of blasters and spaceships. You know, we are watching a kid's show here, guys. I we mean, are. it's fine. It's good. It's a good kid's show, but we are pulling out some deep stuff from a kid's show. So let's do the recap here. Away on a mission, Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano are called back to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant to investigate a bombing at the Jedi Temple. The investigation leads them to discover that Leta Termond, the wife of a temple maintenance worker, fed him explosive nanodroids, which were detonated to create the explosion. Leta is arrested and the Jedi hold a funeral for the, for the fallen Jedi. Oof, the feeding the nanodroids, rough yeah, go for this husband, this huh? really rough. And Leta, is, as an animated character, is really interesting as well. She, you know... She looks like she's living rough a little bit, and yeah, <laughs> they're they're not, you know, there's a there's a sort of a realism that I didn't expect when I watched this episode. Oh yeah, I should I should point you to a few episodes in season seven of the Clone Wars. I don't remember the exact numbers, but uh, there's a whole arc where Ahsoka has to. She's left the Jedi Order because that's what happens after this arc. She's left right. the Jedi Order. She's down in the the lower levels of Coruscant. And she meets up with this mechanic family and she learns that their parents died because the Jedi were chasing someone and crashed the uh, crashed a ship into their <laughs> building. Right. And these people are so impoverished. They're like forced to deal with crime lords. And it's really like deep and a uh, critique of the Jedi and how they treat non-Jedi is disposable and it's and really croissant good. And the the physical and class level barriers, right. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. That, that sounds, sounds it. Yeah. T I yeah. mean, for an animated kid show, that's some real, real yeah. stuff there. Yeah. And unfortunately we didn't have time for every Ahsoka arc, but I mean, 
I would tell everybody to watch all of season seven of the Clone Wars because it's just so good. They just okay. came back. I should make clear they came back to do season seven after the after a few years. They did season six of Clone Wars. Clone Wars was canceled. They did Rebels, and then there was a Save the Clone Wars campaign, and they came back with season seven of Rebels on Disney Plus. Yeah, Clone Wars on and uh, yeah, right yes. season seven of Clone Wars on Disney Plus. So that was a big like fan driven season, and Dave Filoni really helmed that and was like, "I'm going to give you people what you want," and it's Amazing. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been interesting to watch um, Filoni uh, transition out from the animated, and and yeah, like yeah. we were saying, some of the early animated stuff is pretty rough. So to be able to transition to to helm the the ship not only through the animated waters, but then to make this transition into live action, right? Where you're going to pull in a lot bigger audience, and you're going to get, you know, we've got obviously Pedro Pascal, um, right? Uh, Rosario Dawson, and you know everyone else they're bringing in. It, it's a, it's a different different caliber that you're you're playing with, and that's not an easy thing to do, right? So. So, David, this is a procedural kind of setup, <laughs> and apparently this was intentional. They really wanted to make like a procedural arc. Well, th- you can see my notes here. I said, what is this, Jedi by Night, CSI Coruscant? It is, it yeah. is. And, and I think it was pretty intentional. Uh, how do you think they did on it? How do you think they did going into this vibe? It was pretty good. It was not, not bad. Um, I, I have to say that... Anakin is a D bag. <laughs> well, he is Darth Vader. <laughs> yes, it, and he's you a Darth can really bag. see him. Yeah, he's he's a Darth bag coming up. Um, and this idea. Well, and then we've got Russo ISC, this this uh, tech, you know, detective uh, uh, robot. Yeah, that was pretty you know, pretty funny. Leading the the investigation. So yeah, if they aimed to to create a a procedural episode, they they certainly succeeded. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like that the the bot, the droid rather, was very cautious about working with Jedi because public mm-hmm. sentiment has turned against the Jedi? Yeah, that's true. I I didn't think of it at the time, but that is that was an interesting thing. He they start was, to like seed this, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like, mm, you know, I don't know. I think yeah, if we try to go to interview some people, it's going to go not great. And and we see that it doesn't go great. And we see Anakin right. right. Really, I mean, they certainly don't have a Miranda warning system there. No, they don't. Uh, but he was just flat out accusing Letta and, and willing to to string her up almost instantly. Yeah, yeah. Anakin is a little a little dark sidey sometimes, as we know. But I, I, I mean, I, the thing that I want to emphasize here is that Palpatine wasn't just sending the clones to kill the Jedi in Order sixty six. Uh-huh. He had swayed the Republic to be at a place where it was plausible that the Jedi mm, were traitors. Right. Because otherwise, this doesn't work, right? Otherwise, it is oh, a military yeah. coup. It, I didn't think of that. It would be believable that the Jedi were traitors to the Republic. He had to start to sully the reputation of, right. the, of the Jedi. And the, the Jedi Council doesn't do themselves any favors. Here. No, they don't. They're through this terrible. whole arc. The, yeah, through this whole, whole arc, they're, they're pretty terrible. And... We're really starting to feel the the limits of their power. It's Mace Windu. And- Can we just say it? It's Mace Windu. He's the problem. <laughs> you sure it's not Yoda? I mean, Yoda's not great either because Yoda is indecisive as all hell. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mace is really driving the whole 
let's just be assholes to everybody thing yeah. on the council. Yeah. Yeah. And then this whole idea of fear um, for, you know, when you're living from fear or in fear, it drives irrational behavior. And you sort of get that as a common theme when people are reacting out of fear, they don't make good decisions. Mm-hmm. And I, that certainly goes to a core of Jedi teaching, which is that, you know, fear clouds your judgment and, and uh, you know, leads you further down the dark side. So, David, why are there no more nanodroid attacks in Star Wars? This seems like a very powerful weapon. Yeah, and nanodroids for a while, just in the zeitgeist, just in the cultural milieu, seem to be this great um, MacGuffin-y. Well, you know, MacGuffin's an object uh, that you're seeking, but I, so that's not necessarily the right f- turn of phrase. But nanodroids were just the, the hey, yep. hey, what happened? Oh, it was nanodroids. Oh, oh no, what's wrong <laughs> to the captain? Oh, he's been taken over by nanodroids. Oh, what was the explosion? Nanodroids that were swallowed, you know. It, it, they just seem to be a, a catch-all where, you know, wave hands, you know, insert magic smoke here. And <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, it, it they used it. It's a one-off. Why didn't we see more of it? I feel like that's a big thing that Giancarlo Esposito's character would have used in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's his style. Right. Well, why didn't Giancarlo Esposito use them in Kaleidoscope? <laughs> which is a show we covered in January of 2023. Oh I don't ever uh, want to hear that word again. <laughs> I was going to wonder. I was wondering if I would, if I, if I poked you with that, if that would. You uh, triggered me. <laughs> um, so Russo ISC, the uh, inve- investigation uh-huh. droid, not only did he look like a character named Tech from Bad Batch, but it turns out he's voiced by the same actor. Oh, interesting. And yeah, I, tech, I, the Bad Batch are in Clone Wars towards the end too. Right. So I, I had fun. to. I had to Google that. I was like, "Wow, what? Who is it?" And yep, sure enough, it was the same. Tick. <laughs> yeah, that's so. my Omega impression, yelling his name. The explosion reconstruction was cool, though. That whole sort of three D thing. Oh yeah, sort of trace back. That it's I, I like a lot. Yeah. So. Uh, let's move on to the next episode. We can, can discuss the full arc at the end. Okay, can I can I just throw in one more criticism? Yeah, at the go Jedi? ahead. They don't pay their their people for shit. <laughs> no, they shit. don't. Well, they're monks. They <laughs> take a vow of poverty. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah Meanwhile, yeah. they're living in like swank, you know, I Jedi know. temple, and there's so many Jedi. Like the temple is full of people. What are all these Jedi doing? There I, are ten thousand Jedi at this time. And how many are actually out in the universe doing stuff? Most of them are out. Most okay. of them are not at the temple. Most Feels of them like are fighting the war. That's the point. Is they usually well, they will be, be more. What do you mean? Oh yeah, this is season the, the, five. This of, is currently in the Wars. middle of the yes. Clone Wars. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Duh, sorry. Yeah, I'm in my brain because I've been watching a lot of Rebels, so I'm like a little bit uh, right, right. You know. Okay, so yeah, there were ten thousand Jedi, which is why people actually people have recently responded to this criticism that people have levied. That is, well, how did so many Jedi survive Order sixty six? It's like. Well, there were ten thousand. Obviously, if ten if ten survived, then you that's still not a lot, <laughs> right? Right, and they were scattered, you know, far and wide. So yeah, some right. some are going to get through. So right, all right. Next episode, season five, episode eighteen: the Jedi who knew too much. Bum bum bum. Courage begins by trusting oneself. 
you got to do it in like the the narrator yeah, voice. That's right. Courage begins by trusting oneself. I can't do a World War II mono toned. Um, you ever watched the PSA. Powerpuff Girls? I did not. That was just it's, it's a little the bit. Same after. voice as the beginning of that. I think mm, right. Yeah, well, in I mean, the it's city a of Townsville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that goes all the way back to yeah. uh, old Supermans and old um, newsreels from, from World War II and stuff like that. So Right. All right, so Letta Terman, now in Republic custody, asks to speak with Ahsoka. While they are speaking alone, Letta is about to reveal the name of the Jedi who told her to feed the nanobombs to her husband when she is suddenly force-choked and killed. Admiral Tarkin has Ahsoka arrested and uses the video which conveniently has no sound, to proclaim her guilt. Tarkin puts her in a military prison where Anakin is refused entry. Ahsoka wakes up from sleep to find the path out clear. Thinking Anakin is responsible, she goes to leave but finds dead clones. With Anakin and many clones chasing her under suspicion of the murder of the clones too now, Ahsoka asks Anakin to trust her and flees to the Coruscant lower levels. This was a, a really weird episode in as much as it was weird to see Tarkin walking okay. around with Jedi. You know, my first introduction to Tarkin is on the Death Star. Right. You know, in the council chambers and, you know, um, given Princess Leia the what for and, you know, backing her up into Darth Vader. So to see him as... A young man? A young Tarkin, and to see him as a just palling around with some Jedi walking around yeah. Coruscant yeah. is just—it's a real like whoa. I, I would say he's splitter. not palling around with the Jedi. No, he's not but a you- fan of the Jedi. <laughs> he actually becomes buddy cop a little bit with Anakin at certain points in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But and I think that explains their relationship later with Darth Vader. He's actually pretty okay with him, but I mean they they have their issues too. He does leave him to die in the Death Star, but anyway. Yeah, you know anyway. what I mean, though, just being around and yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Just, it's, 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 it's a different strange. vibe. It's a different vibe. I do like, though, that, you know, Tarkin is older in the Imperial era. He's yep. had a career before. There's mm-hmm. a reason he's high ranking in the Empire right now. Right. I like that they've included him in the Republic. That makes sense to me. It in does. The Republic it, military. It does. And I'm uh, well known for my aversion to the vampiric tactics of sucking the life out of 77 and injecting oh, it into Oh, it's the same universe. Things. Yeah, it's the same universe, but, but, um, but with Tarkin, I don't object necessarily because Tarkin did have to get, he is a big bad. Yeah, and there's a reason he is. And there's a reason he is. And, and I think it's, uh, it's helpful to see his trajectory through the storyline, uh, especially in this pre-imperial age. And we see the first hit he takes at the Jedi's authority, where he says, no, no, this was an attack where clones died, Republic property died, which mm-hmm. we can talk about how that's super duper problematic. The clones mm-hmm. are Republic like property, but Republic soldiers died, let's say. And so Ahsoka is going into military prison and Jedi, you can't do anything about it. So that mm-hmm. sets up the Jedi to need to make a decision where they refuse to make decisions all the time and right. say, are we going to go along with what the Republic is saying or are we going to be our own entity? So I was a little confused here, and this is where maybe some of my lack of Star Wars knowledge shows through a little bit. I, I don't understand the authority structure for the Jedi Order 
who do they answer to, to the Senate, to the chancellor? Uh, what's their relationship to the Republic forces and the military forces? They, yeah, I just don't understand the, the power structures who, wh- yeah. where do, where do the pieces fit in the overall social organ order of, of this era? I think the problem is that the Jedi don't know either because <laughs> so the I'm Jedi a question here. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's part of the problem here, which is from my understanding and please write in if I'm wrong, from my understanding, the Jedi were this sort of religious order of monks, warrior monks, if you want to call them who operated in their own capacity, who were not government employees or anything like that. Not like a taxpayer funded organization or anything. And over time, they just sort of became intertwined with the Republic without enough formal procedures established. So it's this loose like, yeah, we're loyal to the Republic. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll help defend the Republic. And then when this war gets manufactured, they are told to be generals, which makes them really deep in with the Republic. But all of a sudden, even though they've been generals the whole time, they can't get into a military prison. Right, and exactly. Yeah. They can't try their own With criminals. Their rank. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And uh, the Jedi Council totally just lets everyone down and says, "Yeah, we'll we'll let them try her." Yeah, yeah, and and, and that really rips away the. Ultimately, we'll get to that episode of of you know ripping away the trust of Ahsoka, right? Because she's like, I- "I'm one of you, and you handed me over to them." And right, uh, yeah, th- that's not great. Um, you know what kind of bothers me though is that Ahsoka goes through this whole journey, this entire journey where she is learning how the Jedi are flawed and that it's it's not they they weren't infallible. But then later she's like totally, totally against the attachment things with Grogu. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't that go into a lot of the criticism that I think I I think I've heard you levy is is that rather than trying to excise or to um, compartmentalize love and attachment and just, you know, and shun it and and don't have it, well, acknowledge that it exists and work with it and, exactly. and teach healthy habits around it and, and making sure, I mean, we can see that in, in other real world cases that when you box this, you know, human normal human behavior and you box it away and you don't create structures around it, it can lead to some really horrific outcomes. And in this case with the Jedi, Oh, we're above all of that. It's like, no, you're not. Right. You still, in, you still inhabit a, right. A human form and, or a humanoid form. I mean, not everybody's human, but you know what I mean? The, yeah. All of our, a lot of our aliens are just representations humans of with humans. fur and <laughs> exactly. whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's tough. I think the problem is because of the attachment people have to the Jedi, they have trouble getting rid of the attachment thing. Right. And I don't know. Nobody can learn anything in Star Wars. That's what I've learned. So uh, this whole force choking thing of Leta, that's like for a kid's cartoon? That was There's a lot intense. of death in this show. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole setup of Ahsoka and trying to figure out the, the wheels within wheels here are really complex. And to think that the chancellor is behind this, but he's also not behind it. Cause he's, he's, he's of, really not involved with this. 
No. As far not, as I well, can it, tell, he's not involved at all with this plot. This was all Barris. Yeah. So, but it really plays perfectly into his hands because it drives a wedge right, right through the Jedi Order. But that's part of who Palpatine is, is he sees opportunity mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. takes it. For example, you have Anakin saving him on the ship, uh, you know, at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, and he gets he gets Dooku between his lightsabers and he goes, do it, kill him. You know what I mean? Like he takes it at every advantage. Later right. in the original trilogy, you have Luke finally like besting his father sort of because of circumstance. And he he tries to get Luke to kill his father mm-hmm. so that he can be he's very yeah, I'll seize the moment. Whatever I can do in this moment mm. to seize more power, I'll do. He's very improvisational. Right. right, right. Well, I mean, I think as a Sith, you have to be that way, right? Because your your number two is always right. going to be looking to usurp you. Yeah. And to Although, kill you and take your power. I, I think Sidious wants to be what Plagueis wanted to be, and he wants mm-hmm. to be immortal. Right. Well, yeah, we certainly get that at the end of this arc of this right. arc of movies, don't we? We sure so. do. We sure do. Uh, a couple of quick notes. Uh, I noted that um, Ahsoka's blades were green here, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, right, because she gets white blades later, and so that's a that's a thing, right? That's, it's a thing they keep changing. Thing. And then there was uh, a name of one of the gunship pilots that Anakin's flying with, I believe. Uh-huh. Named or he radios to, uh, if I remember right, named Oddball. It's crazy when he came out of the loft and with that woman. And uh, I'm just joking. I'm talking okay. about the, <laughs> talking about the Oddball Heroes. In, in Kelly's Heroes. You yeah. So here. on our Patreon exclusive podcast, uh, one of the things that we do is we watch quote unquote old man movies. And so I, I, I made I made you I made you watch it. Um, one of the movies we Strap watched. Strap me to a chair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, a Clockwork Orange style. Put some things in your. Have you seen Clockwork Orange? No. Oh, we could add that to the list. Ultra violence. Um, It's a movie that, yeah, I I can't explain it. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, Kelly's Heroes, World War II comedy movie. Donald Sutherland plays a character named Oddball, who is a tank driver. And I just couldn't help but think that uh, that Filoni wasn't uh, using the name here with a little wink and a nod. He probably did. He probably did. That's funny. This chase went on forever. Yes, it did. It did go on too long. Uh, and it was just like, oh, my Lord. And I mean, I, I get it. She's a badass. She's acrobatic. She's tough. Yeah. She's, you know, she's smart. She right. leads them on a wily chase. But there's uh, there's other episodes that show that better. Like the like the last four episodes we're going to talk about today, okay. I think, showcase her acrobatics and whatnot a lot better. This was just a brute force chase. It was just nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Gun I did enjoy. Yeah, I did enjoy the end where she basically just says to Anakin, "I just need you to trust me and let me do this mm, right. because I, she's trying to tell him right now, you cannot trust the Jedi to do right by me." Mm-hmm. And she's right. She's absolutely right. She would have gone to prison without her own yeah, guile. Right. Yeah, and and what executed or just prison? Right. And you can see how this arc is leading into Anakin's fall, right? Like he, mm-hmm. he sees how the Jedi failed his Padawan who did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. She's one of the best Jedi there is. And this is where I say that, you know, given Palpy 
his he's not behind this one, but boy, it works perfectly for what yeah, he does. wants. It does, you know, to to split the Jedi up, to get Anakin angry, you know. Yeah. I think Palpy's a little thirsty for those midichlorians, those young, <laughs> buffed up midichlorians <laughs> that Anakin's yeah. got. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next episode. That's uh, episode 19, To Catch a Jedi. Give me the quote, David. Never become desperate enough to trust the untrustworthy. On the run in the lower levels of Coruscant, Ahsoka asks for help from Barris, who promises to try to find information for her. Anakin and Plo Koon are tasked with finding Ahsoka. Asajj Ventress, the former apprentice of Count Dooku, attempts to capture Ahsoka for the bounty on her, but is convinced by Ahsoka to work together so that Ahsoka will advocate for Ventress to be pardoned. After Ventress helps Ahsoka reach the warehouse she was directed to by Barris, the two part ways. Ventress is attacked by a mysterious figure who steals her mask and lightsabers. The masked figure, disguised as Ventress, attacks Ahsoka in the warehouse, leaving her injured and found by Anakin and the clones while she is surrounded by the nanodroids used in the bombing. She is then taken into custody. This is an interesting episode in that the, mm, I guess the, the three big protagonists here are all uh, Jedi women. Yeah, that's true. Or Je- not Jedi. Not yeah, Jedi. I, yeah I was going to say, I, I wouldn't call Ventress a Jedi, but. <laughs> no, three force-using women, um, yeah. you know, trained force users, I guess you could say. Right. Um, Barris is an interesting character. I don't recognize uh, where she hails from. The voice actor? No, the the, the race. Yeah. The, oh, the yeah. I don't character. know. Bar- Barris, um, she did show up earlier in the Clone Wars, so it's uh-huh. not like she just showed up out of nowhere. Okay. Um, I've heard people say that it was not very smooth of them to make her the villain because she shows up here randomly after not being in for like two seasons. But. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, hey, Ahsoka. Hey, Barris. How are you? Oh, great. Uh, and you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, there's your villain right there. All right. Easy one. She's Easy from Muriel, I just saw. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, I have no idea where that is and why. It's in the Outer Rim, I guess. Okay. Everything's so, in the Outer Rim. All the nano, yeah. uh, the nanodroids come from the Outer Rim. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so pretty good frame job by Barris here. Yeah. Since we know yep. it's her. Uh, Ahsoka, as soon as she's like taking calls from Ahsoka, you're like, mm, okay. All right, this is probably Barris is doing. Yeah. Um, very sad though that her friend, who she thinks she can trust, another Jedi, is the one framing her. Did you enjoy spending some time with Gray Ventress? <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see her because I'd seen her. Well, God, was it the was it the Clone Wars? The very early episodes of the Clone Wars when the animation She's in the first was- episode, yeah. Ooh, boy, those episodes Big are difference. tough. You know, if you're new to the animated verse, I mean, you're you're so far, what, you know, 30 minutes into our podcast on this. Um, don't go back and watch the beginnings of the Hey, Clone now, Wars. I watched from the beginning, and I love it. <laughs> the animation is, is is a bit rough. But oh, well. it, it, it is very cool to see Ventress. She is a very cool character. Making She's me watch a, old man movies and complaining about <laughs> 20-year-old animation. <laughs> The entitlement on this guy. It's not just the the. (laughs) It's not just the animations. The story too. They're just bad. Just bad. Um, I watched Mad Max. Mad original Mad Max. Max. Yeah, but 
you watched the the original uh, movie because it's foundational to a whole genre of sort of yeah, action yeah. adventure stuff. So you yeah, to, yeah, to, you know, it's like it's like reading the Odyssey or something. Oh, the Odyssey isn't a good read now. Okay, all right. Talking, anyway, <laughs> I'm just talking out my ass here. It's late. Um, We've been uh, recording a lot. Um, yeah, we we did a two hour podcast earlier today, and here we are <laughs> later in the night. It is now nine thirty, and we are talking Star Wars, folks. So um, let's let's sh- talk a little more though. Uh, the nanobots a- in a warehouse on Coruscant. Right? Where yeah, did Barris get these from, and who funded them? Yeah, it's very clue like, right? Yeah, who, who, where, and when? Um, and it was very. There were some very Blade Runner scenes here too with the cops when they're putting out the APB for for Ahsoka. Uh, it just the the ships and stuff. So a lot okay. of uh, ripped I haven't off. seen Blade Runner either. <laughs> All right, I've killed David. <laughs> I'm just like Barris, who is a what is she? She's a death. Uh, Ventress is a Dathomirian woman. Yeah, Dathomirian woman, and the the Night Sisters. And so I was reading about them a little. She bit is also a Night ago. Sister. Yeah, yeah. Because later we've got um, what's his name, um, Hornhead, uh, who never dies. Darth Maul. Darth Maul and, <laughs> and his brother. And so I was trying to read a yeah, little Savage. bit more about. Yep. Yeah, yep. all about those guys. So yeah, she's cool. I like I like Ventress uh, as a. As a morally conflicted character, yeah, she's not morally conflicted. What's the I way think I she, want to say? She it? is sometimes. I think okay, so. yeah, and but you know, they, she's they not did a, her dirty. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. done her dirty. Skip ahead if you don't want to know her real fate. But okay, you've had a chance, chance to skip ahead. Um, she is killed off in a book. Oh, off really? Screen. Dies oh, in the book. That's and she dies sort of a hero's death, but at the same time, why did she have to die in a book? She's a cool character. I wish they would have kept her around some more. You, you know, know they, Dave they, Filoni is retconning things all all across the place. Let's okay. just keep put, bring her back. You know, right. I would love to see sort of an elderly Ventress be a night sister and sort of you know welcome the new generation of of mm-hmm. gray force users. So this was another action-packed episode, and and a lot of girls kick ass in in this episode. Like it, again, nonstop, just just chases and and action and fights. But I, is this? Uh, did Ahsoka lose her lightsaber in this? Like canon? Is that when she's? Um, no, they they recover them. They recover okay. them. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I don't remember picking up that detail. So I, I don't know if it's in the in the actual episode. I think that might have been off screen. Okay. Um, oh, and one other little quick comp: um, the train scene where um, she's running through the train, being chased by the the cop droid uh, things. Mm-hmm. That scene really reminded me a lot uh, from a uh, Mandalorian episode, the one with Doctor Pershing when he's going out to the um, scrapyards. Oh yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. So it just felt like a, a similar vibe. It's a trap. It, it, it would make sense given the, that uh, who's producing these episodes, right? So right. That they sort of and it is on Coruscant. It's, yeah. Yep. Exactly. All that stuff. All right. Let's go to the last episode of this arc. It's called The Wrong Jedi. Give me a quote, David. Never give up hope, no matter how dark things seem. 
At the request of Admiral Tarkin, the Jedi Council expels Ahsoka from the Order to allow her to be tried as a civilian by the Republic. Padme represents Ahsoka's defense, and Tarkin is the prosecutor. Palpatine runs the trial, and there is a jury. Uh, after learning of Ventress's attack on Ahsoka, Anakin goes to the lower levels of Coruscant and confronts Ventress, who tells him it was not her, and that the attacker has her lightsabers. She also mentions that Ahsoka spoke to Barris while they were together. Anakin confronts Barris, who attacks him with Ventress's lightsabers. Anakin dual wields their blue lightsabers and wins the duel, capturing Barris. As Ahsoka is about to be sentenced, Anakin marches Barris in. Barris admits to the crimes and denounces the Jedi Order as having fallen into darkness. The Council offers Ahsoka her Jedi status back, but Ahsoka refuses it. Anakin asks her to stay, but she leaves. Good for her. You yeah, know, I'm glad I she was, found some self-respect there. I, I you know, uh, I, I think this is the, um, the feeling that, that Filoni wanted us to have at this. Obviously, this is the, the setup for it, but I, I did feel very vindicated when she was like, nah, you can take yeah. your, your Jedi order and, and stuff it, because they are really not doing great. I mean, what does Yoda say in our decision? May the force guide us. It's like fat lot of good uh, force. Did you hear Yoda? Right. You know, you guys in your arrogance, you know, Oh, we're one with the force. No, you're not. You, you completely missed somebody with your own ranks. You're missing Palpatine this whole time. You, you just, yeah, you failed. You, you utterly failed. And, and a, a good woman like Ahsoka doesn't need you. I agree with that. I am also sad that Ahsoka is not in season six of the Clone Wars at all. Mm-hmm. That's a shame because okay. I really like her as a character. And they, I wish they would have done sure. more with her in Fair season enough. six before the show got canceled initially. <laughs> but maybe that's why the show got canceled. And uh, it was I think it was partly because Disney bought it at that time and they were just trying to transition to new things. That's when they started right. the Rebels development. So the good news is they did come back and finish it and did a very Ahsoka centric season. Right. But yeah, it's it's tough to watch. I really enjoyed Anakin and Barriss's duel. I thought that was really good, really mm-hmm. well done. Yeah. This this duel blue versus duel red was a very cool scene. I love them jumping into the training session and right. everyone going, oh, what's going on? <laughs> right. And they just stand there like dopes. It's, yeah, no one's going to help him. No one help Anakin. <laughs> no one help him. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd be pretty scared to get into that. Fight, yeah, I might, I might back up from that one. Back up a little bit. You know, you're still <laughs> right. training. He got it. He had it. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. man. So if this whole star chamber, this whole uh, uh, trial, which is very, you know, that's a pretty purpose-built courtroom that they've got it there. is it is um it it's it's perfect this whole thing is just perfectly suited to to push this this radicalization of anakin like you were saying before. it is it is because it's i i love even when the jedi are debating whether to expel her from the council he goes you've already made your decision haven't you mm-hmm. and he's absolutely mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. when he goes in, I know he, I know we make fun of him for being whiny when he goes, it's not fair. It's outrageous. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he just dealt with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be pretty whiny too, because this Jedi council is full of shit. And at the end, they're all like, oops, our bad. Sorry. Ha ha. Force is doing its thing. Want to come right. back? Right. Exactly. Oh, man. You will never trust them again. 
No. I mean, we talk about how you do an apology. You know, you you acknowledge right. the hurt, you take responsibility for it, you make a new promise to, you know, to try to, you know, do better or whatnot. <laughs> They're just like, oops, sorry. <laughs> you know? Sorry we are. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really... And Mace, oh my God, Mace just needs a good freaking clock to the face. That's what he needs. Yeah. So, well, you know, and now we have a uh, cool ass. What does somebody call her in, in a later episode? A part timer. Uh, I think. I think it's in one <laughs> I, of the. I think it's in Rebels. In Rebels, and a character. Yeah, there's a couple of other Jedi and and. Uh, uh, Ahsoka, and then they go, oh, two Jedi and a part-timer. <laughs> it's it good, but I, good. I, I like that. I like this concept of a character. I mean, you know, it sucks for her, all the stuff that she had to go through, but at the end, we have this really cool character who yeah. is learned that you know, the force is, is a, is a weird thing. Well, you know, and the Jedi are a weird thing. And, but yet is, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain to her. She's, she's really wise and powerful and, and uh, not accountable to any structures. Yep. I, it's a, it's a, it's a very cool construction and I really like it. And I think it, it really lends itself um, to the idea of, of, a live action and hopefully more than just one season of a live action too. So we have this freewheeling ex Jedi who has no obligation to follow the rigidity of the Jedi and then won't train Grogu, Grogu because he has a dad. <laughs> He's too attached. <laughs> okay. All right. That's not a waste of a character. That's um, funny. No, I, I hope that they show some evolution in the new season. I think, th And I think they will. I think that yeah. they're working towards it. Um, my question for you is, now that we're at the end of this arc, do we see Barris in the Ahsoka series? Ooh, I have no idea. There's no have, reason to think she's dead. I have no idea. I, I yeah, I'm, I don't know that I'm qualified to answer that question. Um, and would I like to see Barris in this season? It could be cool. Um, Ex Inquisitor or something, you know? Let's say yeah, Attica yeah. knew about Barris. He's like, all right, Dark Sider, let's go, let's go, join the Inquisitors, and he makes her a one of his little. Non apprentice apprentice. She just gets led away and we don't see her. She anymore. she definitely gets locked up. You know, I right. think we could say she definitely gets locked up. But so she could have just been order sixty six right away, but I'm sure she wasn't a Jedi. Oh anymore. yeah, but then right, and and but if you were evil, if you were evil, you'd want to maybe use her. You'd want to like bring That's her my into point, your you know? thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe she was That's included in the Empire's plans and we okay. just haven't seen her yet and they're gonna bring her back. I think it would be kind of cool to bring her back. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could, I could. I mean, anything's possible, and uh, I wouldn't. I don't think it would I, like anything as long as they did it right. <laughs> right. I don't yeah. know what the right answer is. Yeah, but if as she long like as they... takes off her cloak, she's like, "It is I, Barris." No, it's not going to be good. But yeah, um, I know. I I would love it to see a tastefully done, you know, old friends reuniting mm -hmm. after all this. Yeah, for sure. And just the interaction between Anakin and. And Ahsoka at the end, where he he basically says to her, he almost says to her, you know, I love Padme. I understand not wanting to leave. I understand mm -hmm. wanting to leave uh, because I think he says, like, I totally get what you're going through. And she, she goes, I know. 
you know, like it's she knows about him and Padme. Everyone knows mm. it's an open secret. And I love how they almost have a heart to heart there. They just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the secrecy. It's the shame that's driving Anakin to the dark side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I think we talked about this in the um, uh, Attack of the Clones episode for our Star Wars Film Festival run, where so much of this is Anakin's um, not great relationship with the women in his life. Yes, and and we can add Ahsoka to that. Not not in the direct sense of. Their relationship was messed up because he really, I yeah, think, they actually had a pretty good relationship, pretty good relationship, uh, and he did try to defend her and he did try to to support her, um, but it didn't go well. But again, it's just another <laughs> another, another not brick great, in the wall. Yeah, it, it, you know, poor you know, poor little Annie <laughs> just can't, <laughs> can't win for trying. Little Annie. All yeah. right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll head into the next arc. And we're back. David, we've done the first arc in the Clone Wars that we wanted to do, the Rogue Jedi. We're back, and we are talking about the last four episodes of the entire Clone Wars series, and that is the Siege of Mandalore. This is an arc that was actually written in book form a little bit uh, in the book Ahsoka, which has been largely retconned by (laughs) Dave Filoni. Uh, But... Dave Filoni wrote it a little differently here to be in the Clone Wars animated series. And I'm excited to talk about it because I think that this is peak Clone Wars. They made this basically like a movie. Like if if you haven't watched this yet and you're waiting to watch it, first of all, pause this, go watch it, come back. But watch it as a movie. Block out two hours, not even two hours, like 90 minutes. You could probably do it in. Uh, Cue up the last four episodes of the Clone Wars and just watch it like a movie. They even change the opening credits so that it's, it looks more like a Star Wars movie. All right, so let's start with the first episode, Old Friends Not Forgotten. This is Season 7, Episode 9 of The Clone Wars. After winning a battle against the Separatists, Anakin and Obi-Wan are visited by Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, who urge them to send Republic forces to help remove Maul from Mandalore. Obi-Wan receives word that General Grievous has attacked Coruscant and declines to help the neutral world as Mandalore. Anakin surprises Ahsoka with her refurbished lightsabers, and the clones of the 501st Clone Battalion show solidarity by painting their helmets in her honor. Anakin and Obi-Wan agree to promote Captain Rex to commander, divide the 501st, and send one group with Ahsoka to Mandalore. On Mandalore, Ahsoka follows a trail to the Undercity to find Maul, who announces that he expected Obi-Wan and that soon Darth Sidious will control the galaxy. He then escapes. Big episodes here. I mean, a ton happens in these episodes. This, I, I really think these four episodes could have been a live action movie. Interesting. It's, it's really great. Uh, Anakin doing war crimes, you know, fake surrendering, whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll overlook it. But I do like that these things that happen throughout the Clone Wars have consequences. So Mandalore, since you haven't watched the Clone Wars much, and if you're at home just watching these series, Mandalore is a planet 
that has remained neutral in the war between the separatists and the republic. They will not choose a side because they had been ravaged by war between the different factions. They finally exiled all the warmongers to a planet, uh, Concordia, and now the peaceful pacifists of Mandalore don't want to get involved. Now the warmongers came back under the leadership of Maul, and Mandalore was like, hey, can we get some help? And they're like, you didn't want to be in here. It's kind of like a country not being part of NATO and then wanting the benefits of it, right? Right. And it's it's a tricky thing because it breaks treaties and it's it's a whole it's very it's very difficult as a political situation. And we have this overlap with Revenge of the Sith because this word that Obi-Wan receives that General Grievous has attacked Coruscant is the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Okay. That is that is where the Chancellor gets kidnapped Uh and they have to go rescue him. That's how the movie starts Okay, is right after this. Interesting. Okay. So start the clock on Revenge of the Sith because the whole movie is going to happen within this arc. And that's our our next movie, in fact, for the right. Star Wars Film Festival. We're doing each of the major film, what right. is it, all 11 of them, if that's right. Yeah, 11. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was an interesting episode for me in that I have seen the uh, Mandalorian episodes and have been on the surface of Mandalore prior to seeing these. Right, but you've seen the ruin of Mandalore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now I've seen Mandalorians fight, you know, do their their aerial kung fu fighting and night owls and, you know, uh, um, their styles death of watch ships, and, death watch yeah. and all of this kind of stuff. And uh, then when I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> I, that looks familiar. I, you know, oh, right, guy, oh yeah, right. that helmet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, really uh, a lot of intrigue and action in this. I, I don't I didn't love the way the episode started with. Oh, yeah. yeah with it the, was I, very I think I, they did it that way because that's basically how the Clone Wars starts in the movie in, okay. the, in the original movie with the droids. No, actually, it's um, it, it, there's like a fake surrender thing with um, with the Clone Wars movie, which is it, it, the whole series started with the movie. They put it in theaters, and then they had the series come out like a month later or something like that. Right. Um, and so the movie has Obi Wan pulling the fake surrender. He's like, "Yes, yes, let's negotiate." And may I have a cup of water? And he's just like stalling so that Anakin can go destroy their shield or something like that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think it's more of a callback. And I can't remember which movie it is. There's, uh, there's got to be some old man style World War II movie of of using the bridge and crawling underneath it. And yeah, so you know that that seemed like a, a pretty good war trope. Um, with that, but Anakin is just so arrogant, isn't he? He's <laughs> he is really full of himself. He is. To the point that he's kind of almost disrespecting Obi-Wan. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit better general than you are. Yeah. <laughs> so he is. He is. I mean, I think that's part of their like, you know, brotherly gut punching, whatnot, you know? Right. Well, I was just going to say this whole thing with um, Rex and the, the 501 uh, painting their helmets. Yes. Like Ahsoka's face. I, I thought that was, I, I don't know. I, I was a sucker for it. I thought it, it was, it was cool very moving. Badass. Very, yeah. very moving. And yeah. the 501st, remember, is Vader's Legion. It's his, oh, it's his Legion of Stormtroopers. So he keeps the name. He replaces them with Stormtroopers eventually. But oh, he keeps funny. the name. Okay. That's a little continuity there. Uh, but right. he divides it here. 
we learn. Right. He divides okay. it. Half goes to Rex and Ahsoka. Half stays with him. And the half that stays with him is what becomes his eventual Vader. Interesting. Region. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's so great the all of the the lore details that you know we get out of the animated series. Again, just right. opening up the territory and and um, and giving space for all of this kind of lore to exist. So right. And uh, Rex gets his little commander badge, huh? Mm, yeah. Pretty he gets, nifty. He gets promoted for for a period. Yeah. <laughs> for a short period. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I also thought it was very moving when Ahsoka got her lightsabers back. And mm-hmm. I thought it was both arrogant and sweet that Anakin made them blue. Yeah. Right. His color. He refurbished it. Yeah. Made them his color. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And now now they're blue lightsabers. And she, she likes them. I think she's having a good time with them for the short time she gets to use them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it it does feel very. I mean, the music got me. All the soundtrack was really great. Uh, there was a lot of great swells under where she like reunites with Anakin. And they wish each other good luck. Oh, I don't believe in luck. This and that. You know, that was. I thought it was a cute little dialogue piece there. Right. Um, and it really did feel like, yeah, these are just two friends who can't wait to see each other again. They've been gone too long, but they right. just have to do one more thing before they see each other again. Right. And it's so sad. Like it really pulled on my heartstrings. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and you can really tell too the animation style in this uh, by this season uh, much so better. much better, much better. Um, I thought it, that these episodes looked amazing, honestly. They do. I'm I'm actually kind of looking at it right now, and uh, yeah, it's it's it feels it still feels anime, you know, the kind of animation that you want, mm-hmm. but it's it's much cleaner and crisper, and yeah, everything yeah. flows a little bit better, and the body motions are are. Good. I mean, the Mandalorian combat scenes where they use little jetpacks to do their spin kicks and things like that. Right. Um, very cool. And yeah, it, it looks good. Everything looks good. It does. It does. Uh, last thing, the the stuff on Mandalore. Yes. You know, following this trail to the Undercity to find Maul. I I gotta say, Maul, that voice actor. I can't. I can never remember his name. Uh, but he is now Ray Park. Oh, I'm uh-huh. sorry, Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer. Bray Park played the original, the original um, Maul, who was the you know the basically non-speaking role in the Phantom Menace. Right. Uh, right. Sam Witwer plays this more dramatic Shakespearean Maul. <laughs> right. I love this version of Maul. Okay. His monologues, his like sly cunning. It's it's great. Uh, do you like this version of Maul? I had to. Um... Over time in watching these episodes and in watching the stuff that's uh, in Rebels, because Maul's in a bunch of Rebel stuff as well. The guy has got more lives than a, a nine-life cat. I don't he know. Does. Well, you hear Obi-Wan say, I'd recommend you capture him instead of killing him. He doesn't stay dead well. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. I had to really recontextualize him um, from the battle, the Duel of the Fates. Is that the right name for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah from the Duel of the Fates where he was just kind of a caged animal and we didn't really mm-hmm. have anything. We just had a menacing, you know. Right. Uh, well, because well, he was a know. stuntman doing stunts, yeah, right? exactly. That's that's the thing is they just didn't give him a lot of speaking lines. Oh, uh, yeah, obviously. And But that's what we, that's what I had. And then coming into this, I'm like, oh, wow, well, this guy's actually a bit of a player. You know, he thinks he's a bit of a baller and, you know, he's going to yeah. try to, you know, run his own parallel Sith track and, and you know, get to glory and power his own right. ways. 
He never. Well, quite I, I would say he's, he's. I think he is kind of done with the Sith. He likes the dark side, but he doesn't like the Sith anymore. No, he doesn't. That's not. Yeah, I didn't mean to say to become a, a Sith, but yeah, you know, sort of running a parallel. He, he wants the yeah. power. He, he wants, wants to be a control. crime lord. He wants to exactly. be. You know, he wants power without having the structure of the Sith. I think. Right, and uh, he's pretty good, but he's still not great. He's 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 um, never quite gets it. He's a little bit of um, Wiley Coyote, right? You know, comes up with some good plans, and then they just never quite come together at <laughs> the end. Yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Maul. He's been through a lot. <laughs> I, d- oh I don't know he's, that I shed any tears. Half for the him. man he used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> was that a? <laughs> Yes, that was yes, that was uh, yes. being cut in, so- in half joke. Cut in half. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on to the Phantom Apprentice because we basically already started that plot line. Yes, uh, we did. Ahsoka speaks with Obi Wan, who tells her about his mission on Utapau and Anakin's assignment with the Chancellor. He urges her to speak with him to track down Maul. The team visits former Prime Minister Saxon, who says Maul had a vision about someone named Skywalker. Maul rallies Death Watch. Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, and Rex approach Maul and rescue Jesse. Bo-Katan goes to rescue civilians and stop the fighting while Ahsoka stays to hear Maul's recruitment pitch. Ahsoka almost agrees, but when Maul reveals Anakin is set to be Sidious's apprentice, she accuses him of lying and starts a duel. Ahsoka defeats Maul and captures him. I really love the dialogue when... Ahsoka is hearing Maul's pitch. Uh-huh. And when Ahsoka is hearing these things about Anakin, it feels very natural. It feels like, all right, so there's a bigger bad than you. Maybe we should team up for the greater good mm-hmm. just to beat that guy, you know, limited alliance. And then she hears that her best friend in the world is going to be a Sith Lord. And she's like, that cannot be true. Her body mm-hmm. just goes into immediate rejection. It's, it's like, um, you know, we talk about how to, debate with people healthy in mm-hmm. a healthy way you know and when you challenge someone's worldview entirely mm-hmm. their body goes into fight or flight mode mm-hmm. their body will not their mind will not let them accept this because it challenges their whole worldview right and this is that for ahsoka that challenges her whole worldview the person she's looked up to her entire life basically right is going to be one of the two most evil people in the universe yep Yep, yep. That's tough to hear. And I and then, uh, I get why she suddenly turns. And then later, well, uh, yeah, there's, and then when she, um, I, I don't think it's spoiling anything because this is just poet, story poetry. You know, when she encounters him again later uh, in Rebels, mm-hmm. that the, the gravity of that moment, like, right. Holy smokes. Like you were my best friend. And then, right. Maul, who is this untrusty, un- untrustworthy, uh, scheming, uh, you know, always scheming. Can you believe him? Can you not believe him? He's he's actually more truthful than not Maul is. Right. <laughs> Just like Dooku is. was when he spoke yeah. to Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a Sith Lord named Darth Sidious. He's in control of the Republic. <laughs> you got to do something with me. Team up with me and let's do something. These so, Jedi just aren't listening. They they're not. Um, so yeah, what a what a gut punch for Ahsoka, and yeah. what a what a great uh, you know the the poetry of the story is is great in in its symmetry and its you know um, um, coming together and coming apart and having your mm-hmm. heart broken and all of these kinds of things. Right, so. right. 
You know, I not have, a lot to talk about in this episode, I think. It's no. more the duel. It's yeah. more the duel, which I thought was amazing choreography. I loved going through different levels. You know, they're chasing each other. They're jumping off things. They're sort of falling through things. It was really good. It was really well choreographed. And this is where the strength of animation comes through, because I don't think you could film this live action. So I'm... Um uh, sort of skipping through the episode now while we're, we're talking about it. The lighting that yes. they use, yeah. that they employ in this episode, the shadow and the light on the faces, the little spotlighting, the little Rembrandt lighting stuff, um, the, the, the way that the lightsaber blades sort of are, are these big mm-hmm. blurred arcs. Um, some of the depth of field when the troopers are fighting, you know, there's something in the background that's sort of blurry and out of focus. Right. It's gorgeous. It, it, it is. really is an ex- next level, uh, extraordinary animation. I, well, I'm, this is I'm one really of the impressed. only series that ever animated by sort of shooting an animated scene like it's a real movie, right? Mm-hmm. They rendered a bunch of different aspects of scenes and then would pick the best one. And it's extremely expensive. And they yeah, only really did it because George tell. Lucas pushed for it and was oh, like, really? yeah, take my money. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. George Lucas pushed for this very expensive, but much, much closer to live action directing and editing. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Because you got to render all the scenes. That's the problem. You have to render all the shots yep. that you wanted to do right. instead of just having a storyboard where you say, this shot is going to be at this angle. Right. And then, yeah, then just do it. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things. Star Wars has always been on top of tech, and that's one of it. One of right. Them. That's that's what made um, uh, made Star Wars so special was that they in- yeah. invented a whole new um, uh, set of technologies to be able to do these things. Before we move on to the next episode, I have one quote that Maul said that I really liked. Justice is merely the construct of the current power base. Mm. Boy, oh boy. When you mm. have the Jedi just folding to the Republic. Yeah. And then you have this. These two arcs juxtaposed. Yeah. Maul sounded a lot more just than the Jedi right now. Uh that's it's the power great. that, and then again later in in some other uh, animated stuff with Maul, he's he's he, he I don't know how to he he speaks the truth, but <laughs> you know he's still a bad guy, right? Yeah, but he's, he's like the you most the honest bad guy ever. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. uh, and he's, he's kind of so like insightful. Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's like he has these honest intentions to do awful things. Yeah, and he's honest about it. He's, yeah. he's, he's, it's not a game to him. This is, you know, uh, I, this is what I believe and these are my values and this is what I'm, I'm going to yeah. exercise, you know? So, yeah. Okay. Now let's move on to the next episode. Season okay, cool. seven, episode 11 shattered. Mm-hmm. The clone army is victorious and Maul is in captivity. Ahsoka discusses the possibility of an end to the war with the Jedi council, but cannot reach Anakin. Ahsoka expresses doubt about the nature of being a Jedi peacekeeper to Rex. Ahsoka senses the conflict between Palpatine, Anakin, and Mace Windu. Then Rex and the clones receive Order 66. Rex tears up and sneaks out a message to Ahsoka to find fives before shooting. Ahsoka then releases Maul as a distraction and seeks information on fives. In fives' file, she finds Rex's complaint which states that the inhibitor chips may have a purpose they don't understand. 
Ahsoka captures Rex and brings him to the medical bay to have his chip removed. Ahsoka finds the chip using the force and the medical droid removes it just in time for the other clones to get into the room. Rex regains consciousness and helps Ahsoka fight off the clones. Rex says the entire clone army has been ordered to destroy the Jedi. Ooh, a lot of he- a lot here. Uh, did the five things confuse you? Because this is referencing a different Clone Wars arc. Yeah, I'm, I'll give you the Talk background me through right it now. a bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So this actually came from a different Clone Wars arc, but it's like four episodes, and I didn't want to add so many to this watch okay. thing. Basically, it's I believe it's called the Order sixty six arc, and what happens is one clone, I forgot his name, but one clone, his chip goes off early. And he kills a Jedi. <laughs> and the That's Jedi cool. almost cool figure twist. out. Uh-huh. Right. What's that almost gives on. the game away. Yeah. Right. And so there's a whole conspiracy between Palpatine and Dooku and the Kaminoans to cover this up. And Jesse, not Jesse, uh, Fives was one of the witnesses to what happened and helped discover what was happening with the chips. Mm-hmm. And he had his chip removed. But the what what Palpatine does in response, it's so good. He brings him into his office privately. He brings Fives in to mm-hmm. hear, hear his complaints privately. And then he reveals that he is an evil Sith Lord, causing Fives to attack him. And then Fives is arrested. Well, Palpy is all cowering in his office, <laughs> having been attacked by a rogue clone. Oh, man. And because oh, Fives had his in- inhibitor chip removed, he they the Kaminoan said because he had his inhibitor chip removed, he was aggressive. That's why the inhibitor chips are there. So again, Palpy just using every opportunity, right? Uh, right. Very, very smartly and yep. very um, just and so the you know he he does a little thing and it has such far ranging effects, right? You know, he he applies. He's a he's a uh, kind of a judo master type thing, right? He sees mm-hmm. he sees the 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 motion and energy of his opponent, and he goes, "Okay, well, I'll just step slightly to the side here and put right. my hand here right. and put my toe there, and then the person just goes flying off into another direction." Right. So he's he's really a master at this stuff. Yeah. So before Fives dies, though, he finds Rex in a clone bar, which there are clone bars, by the way. Yeah. That's right. a, that's yeah. a whole thing. That's a thing. Um, and he basically tells him everything. Mm-hmm. And Rex doesn't fully believe it. But after Fives dies, he decides to file a report anyway. Okay. And so that's what he's directing Ahsoka to right now, is this Got report it. of something's wrong with the chips. It might not be true, but I think something might be wrong with the chips. Right. And so it was hidden. I don't know why it was accessible to a Jedi. I'm going to just look past that possible plot hole. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, it's it's it was very smart of Rex to do that in that moment to say, you know, fives, because he can't say what's actually happening. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a nice callback to that whole arc and a nice way okay. to use that to mean something. Very cool. Um, the the whole idea of the chips in general, I know people are debatable on whether this was a good thing or a bad thing, or if we should have just had the clones be ordered and follow military orders. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh... I think it works because it's devious and evil to implant something in somebody's body without consent <laughs> that has a 
purpose that is unknown and that you literally mm-hmm. flip the switch, give the order. Put, a, put it in them as babies and they won't even know. Exactly. And then they turn into these, you know, uh, this, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they turn on their comrades and friends. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I think in some ways that's more, uh, more, it has more gravity to it. It's, it's more insidious. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's more evil, you know? I mean, watching Rex struggle with it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's tearing up. He's crying because he doesn't want to kill his friend. You can't argue, and, and Rex is an extraordinary clone, right? He's he's got right. You know, he he he's he's uh, and and he's he's a made character, so yeah, we we get to and know he's something somebody who knows what's going on somehow. Yeah. Uh, whereas if they were just regular troopers and then you're just given an order, hey, follow orders, then you could reason with them. Some of them would ask why. It would be a lot more messy, chaotic situation. This is just more downright evil. So right. yeah, I'm I think I'm on the side of. For the story's sake, having the chips. <laughs> Did you notice what uh, Ahsoka and Rex were saying to each other while she was searching for the chip? Uh, I don't recall, to be honest. It was, I am one with the Force, and the Force oh, is with me. Oh, right. I did, okay, Who so does that right. sound like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Cherith from yeah. Rogue One. So that's a yeah. little callback, because Rogue One came out before this, so they were they were pulling that from there. Yeah, they're they're playing with it. So you you know you can pull from other stories and movies. It's fine. I'm I'm not against it. It's just using <laughs> it, uh, just sort of unabashed. I don't know. There there's just some overuse of it. You can't yeah. stop me, David. All right. Uh, Bo-Katan, since I I love to sing songs Bo-Katan about her. Is um, <laughs> she says, "I wish I was good at something other than war." What a, mm. what a self aware moment for Bo-Katan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta remember, and you might not remember because you might not have watched this. Bo Katan was part of Death Watch. She was part right. of the the organization that took her sister down and then besieged Mandalore under Maul. But yeah. before Maul was able to do the siege, she left Death Watch. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen all all of those yet uh, earlier in in Clone Wars, but I've okay. I've seen bits and pieces of of the setups for that stuff. Okay. Cool. All right, I want to move on to the last episode because it is a heavy hitter. A heavy, heavy hitter. Uh, It's season seven, episode 12, Victory and Death. While Maul destroys the hyperdrive, causing the ship to begin crashing towards a planet, Ahsoka and Rex fight their way through the sealed ship. They cannot find an escape route past the 501st. Rex pretends to hold Ahsoka captive and tells Jesse that Ahsoka is no longer a Jedi and therefore not subject to Order 66. Mm. However, Jesse reminds Rex he earlier said Ahsoka was a special order from the Chancellor. Mm. Uh, Jesse calls Rex a traitor, and the droids lower the floors to reduce the amount of clones in their way. Having to choose between saving Rex and capturing Maul, Ahsoka chooses to save Rex. The duo find a ship at the last moment and escape just as the ship breaks apart entering the atmosphere. The clone army crashes onto the surface and Ahsoka and Rex give them a burial. Ahsoka leaves behind her lightsaber to fake her death. We later see Darth Vader pick up her lightsaber before walking away from Rex's helmet. Oh, pretty big stuff. Yeah, there's this line. They may be willing to die, but I'm not the one who's going to kill them. Mm. You even see Rex shooting with the stun gun instead of, you know, blaster bolts. 
the whole time while he's getting yeah. blaster bolts shot towards him. It's really sad. It's really, really sad. He's, you know, he says, my brothers, they're my brothers, and they're shooting at me to kill. Right. You know, what's interesting, too, about the action, these are, you know, this is an action-packed episode as well, right? And Yeah. Th- but the the story, the underlying story and the stakes that are involved are so much higher and we're so invested into these characters that the action serves the story. The action isn't there just for action's sake. Right. And it it just makes for such a much more compelling uh, watch and more engaging watch when, when the two are really wedded together as opposed to, oh, well, let's just put in a you know, 20 minute chase scene here and just you know, right. pump it up full of action. It's just, okay, now I've got adrenal overload, you know, it's right, like, right, uh, right. now I'm bored. Um, where this is every move and every uh, desperate gambit uh, has real consequences. Right. And you have to choose between needs. Maul and Rex, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was, that was a moment. Uh, trying to escape this desperate attempt where she's jumping between the ship and the air and debris. Really great scene there. Um, did you notice that, and this was sort of in the last episode, but I'm going to bring it back here. Uh, they had the actual audio from Revenge of the Sith with oh, the did conflict they? between base Palpatine and Anakin. Yeah, you can uh-huh. hear it's Hayden. That's Hayden. That's not Matt. Oh, Lander. very cool. Very yeah. cool. Good, good, good. So that's yeah, fun. and and the the animation at the end here, where with Vader and the the stormtroopers and stuff, and it's very uh, dis. I don't know the 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 weather, the way they 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 color it and animate it. It, it has a almost uh, I don't know magical or ephemeral feel mm-hmm. to it. It it really lends a lot of potency to the end of the scene too. So yeah, Vader. Feel, felt very menacing but very sad here mm-hmm. like they, they did a really mm-hmm. good job changing his body language as he walked away right right it and really it's cool good. to see the the stormtroopers and the imperial probe droids and and yeah. snow troopers and sort of all of that stuff and it really makes you feel the transitional space that we're going right. through with this at the end of this yeah it's um it's it's a rough episode. I mean, it's so sad. <laughs> I can tell. Um, you're like you're like me when we were talking about the bear season two. I, I was just like, oh, it's just so sad. But uh, I did really enjoy watching the the fight scenes where they have the levels going up and down, the floors uh-huh. going up and down. Right. Uh, that was really cool. You know, watching these clones try to deal with, oh my god, the floors are moving, and then they finally talk about clones being treated as disposable. They go right up to the clones, uh, sorry, the the uh, the droids rather. They go right up to the droids and they just shoot them. Get get these dirty clones. And Ahsoka doesn't even say thank you. She just orders the clones to save them and then leaves them behind. You know, um, I don't know if you ever listen to the Midnight Boys on the the Ringer, uh, the Ringerverse podcast. Every now stuff. and then, um, there's there's a whole thing about droidism that they talk about and get into, and it's it's not wrong. You know, oh, yeah. they're, they're they've even started are... to do that in the Mandalorian, right? Like, we <laughs> yeah, have the, exactly. The droid exactly. bar. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. You know, they uh, yeah. chopper. I get I, I get so mad. I know this is Rebels, sorry, but I just get so mad at the way uh, Kanan treats Chopper. I okay, just, but Chopper is kind of sassy. Well, of course, and Chopper is sassy. Dave Filoni, so yeah, of course, Chopper's sassy. But like, you don't have to be a jerk. <laughs> to him. 
Hey, I love that it's just Dave Filoni just going. It's pretty cool that it, that that chopper is going to be in the in the live yeah, action too. I'm excited. So. You know, there was originally when when Rebels. Uh, I was just listening to a more civilized age recently, which is a great mm-hmm. Star Wars podcast that does a lot of the animated stuff more than we do. Um, and they were talking about how there actually was a live model of Chopper that they made oh, yeah. before they animated it. Oh, okay. So that they could do it accurately. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. That so makes sense. so live action Chopper seems to predate animated chopper so now it's full circle fair enough good yeah Whew. well Mall, where do you think he's going next <laughs> god well yeah i know where he's going now. i know what happens right. to him next because i've seen those episodes in rebels so right so you got to remember people would have seen those rebel episodes before they ever saw this right because this came right. out oh, after god, rebels yeah. oh boy well that is a lot uh it's a lot ahsoka <laughs> now, speaking of what we're going to do in Ahsoka, is Tamora going to be back as Rex? It's tough because, you know, your your vocal cords change as you as you age and and does it does it work? Will it will it work? I don't know. What do you mean? Because he's not old enough, you're saying? No, no, like that our voices do change as we get older. Will he sound right for Um, well, he's supposed voices. to be He's he's playing Boba Fett that's older. Right. And they're supposed to have the same voice. So are we going to oh, so so are In we going to see are we going to see a an old man Rex? And he's going to be older than than Sorry, uh, I was Boba. I was so in a I was so in an animated space. I was like, That's oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, there is there is older Rex in Rebels. Yes, there is. Yeah. So we know he we, he we survives Rebels. Yeah. Does does he show up in Ahsoka? It's 5 years later. He's going to be a little older. If they bring him back, people are going to lose their damn minds. They will. They Especially if it's lose Tamora, their right? G damn minds. Uh, cuz he Larkin is, what, minds. Is is he <laughs> is he the fracking most minds, right? they're fracking minds? Um, is he the most beloved clone ever? Like yeah, right? Like he's the yes, he's I would the say fan so. Fave. There's a lot of fans of Cody too. Sure, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think Cody's in. Cody's yeah. there, but not. But Rex is, I yeah. think, certainly higher. And I'm not yeah. saying anything bad about Cody. I'm just saying, right. you know, in terms of total number of fandom, I think Rex right. beats it. Cody Cody was out on Utapau with uh, Obi Wan, which they mentioned this too in uh, I think episode ten that Obi Wan's on Utapau dealing with with Grievous, which is in Revenge of the Sith. I really like how well they integrate Revenge of the Sith with mm. this plot line. Like it, yeah. they really make you feel like things are moving really quickly, right? While right. Ahsoka is dealing with this, and I never really it honestly made Revenge of the Sith better for me because I didn't realize how quickly the plot of that movie moves. Mm-hmm. A lot happens in a very short amount of time in Revenge of the Sith. You know, I have very little recollection of it, so it's going to be really good that we cover it in our yeah. Star Wars film. It's past. my favorite of the prequels, so I hope okay. that you enjoy it. We When are we doing that? Um, that is coming up soon, isn't it? Yes, we are doing that. I have it up right now. Uh, August 18th, we're doing the live watch. Saturday, August right. 18th. Uh, okay. We'll get back to you on the time. But that's going to be here, 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 here. Uh, it's going to be on our Discord, um, right? And that's we, we figured out the the technology to to stream on a Discord channel. Yep, got to be a patron so, to to be involved with that. But yeah, if you are by then, then uh, 
you'll have fun with it. And then we'll be covering that as a podcast too for later in the month. I'm trying to even remember if I've, have I ever watched all of Revenge of the Sith? No, I have the pretty, high ground. Okay. Yeah. Pretty you know, good movie. Yeah. That's the end of the movie, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember much else. <laughs> well, you are in so for a it'll treat. Be good. It'll be good. You are in for a treat. It. Only there's less cringy dialogue than there is in the last two. So, okay. Uh, and it's, I think a lot more cool stuff happens. So, anyway. Is that let's where talk, we get let, Grievous? Let's finish. Uh, that's that's Grievous is in there. I love Grievous. Okay. Yeah, I, I know you do. Grievous. I know you do. I, we stand Grievous here in my household. <laughs> anyway, I'm just not going to say nothing. This is a really. Great <laughs> I'm going to give arc. you lots of Grievous space. I will just, file a grievance about Grievous uh, with Grievous, you. Grievous, yes. Um. Anyway, I really like these two arcs. What about you, David? Um. It's. In it, there's a bunch of innovative stuff in there. There's a bunch of just great, you know, lore, just gouging down into the lore and and opening that space up. I, I love, like I said before, I'm, I'm just kind of repeating myself here. I think the concept of the character of Ahsoka is cool as hell. She doesn't mm-hmm. fit into a traditional heroic model. And right. I like that. And I and I appreciate that it's, you know, the 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 issues around gender with that. I, I appreciate the, the issues of, um, of her, you know, aging through going from a young Padawan to this. She's, she could be jaded and angry and just tearing shit up, right. but she's not right. She's, yep. she finds a deeper center and she's so connected to the force. By the time we meet her again in the Mandalorian, She's so centered. Or even in Rebels. So, even in Rebels, she just owns herself. And I, I love that with all the noise and whatever around the animated series, that this is one of the things that has come out of it is, I think, a really special character, a unique character in the sci-fi pantheon. And I agree. Um, it's it's great to see. It's, it's kind of fun to trace her origins in these key uh, inflection moments in in her character to see where, you know, how she gets to where she gets to. Yep. All right, let's uh, get into feedback quick. We just got one piece of feedback in on the Discord. Okay. Uh, so let's read up. Uh, Brian8063 writes in. Uh-huh. Poor master, Brian8063, I should say. Yes. Uh, on Discord, I'm working through Clone Wars after finishing Rebels. This might be a question for Rebels 2, but could you cover the color changes of Ahsoka's lightsaber over these shows and its possible meanings? Good Great question. question. Great question. We already covered one in this podcast because you have uh, Ahsoka abandoning her lightsabers when she leaves the Jedi Order. She gets them back from Anakin. He's done a refurbished job on the blue. So that's. Right. I think it's just showing solidarity with Anakin, basically, right. for that. She abandons her lightsabers here, so she just doesn't have lightsabers for a while. If you want to see why the lightsabers are white later, you have to watch an episode of Tales of the Jedi. It's episode six, Resolve. And in that one, she, and if you don't want to spoiler, skip ahead a little bit. But in that one, she faces off with an Inquisitor and purifies the red kyber crystals, the corrupted red, the bled red kyber crystals because that's how you make red lightsabers you have to bleed the kyber crystal it's a negative sithy thing she purifies them makes her own lightsabers and she's got the white lightsabers from then on i think the um with that uh, that series which came out a while ago it seems like they should have released it a little bit closer to 
um, like maybe a month ago that would have been do- or that would have been ago, cool. You know, flip that with uh, visions, right? Yeah, I think that would have been good because that is such an Ahsoka uh, centric little series. Yeah, there's three Ahsoka episodes with it. Yeah, yeah, and then so, three Dooku episodes. Right, and Dooku we don't have anymore. So why? I, I, I'm not sure the purpose of the, the Dooku stuff, as so. the kids say. <laughs> as the kids say. All right, good. So next episode, we are going to be watching the Rebels episodes. So that's going to be another six episodes, not quite as many. You're going to watch season two, episodes 21 and 22. Those are called Twilight of the Apprentice, part one, part two. Can I just say episode 22 is just a Schoedenfraud episode for me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because of my opinions about Kanan. So. Oh, did you like Kanan after that? No, I'm just glad that, you know, things You're glad that he was injured? (laughs) Okay, great. Great. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, cranky man. do. Do. Cranky old man. Um, yeah, I'm tired. So, uh, nap. Okay, then you're going to watch season four, episodes 13 through 16. A World Between Worlds, A Fool's Hope, Family Reunion and Farewell, part one and part two. So that is that is the last four episodes of the whole series of Rebels. It's really good. It's really trippy. There's a lot of trippy stuff in there. Yeah, a lot of yeah. things that actually people took issue with in canon because they didn't like that they added so much mysticism to the Star Wars world, but I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, is like that it with the, the the things that they get? Yes, it's with the things, David. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the things and the 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 doodads. It is definitely with things. <laughs> yeah, because there's a big thing that like, dang, why were there's they? There's a lot of small things and then there's a big thing. Yeah, there's a really big thing. And why didn't they get the big thing sooner than you know? Yeah, anyway. Why didn't they get the big thing sooner? And then all right. Um, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's wrap this it's, up. <laughs> it's 1030 at night. Okay. All right. Uh, give me some programming notes, David. Programming notes real quick. Wool Shift Dust continues. Uh, Alicia is switching gears and she's going to do Wool Shift Dust does Dune. She's talking not just the book, but she's talking about uh, documentary films, about video games, about movies, just sort of a whole giant Dune Fest in front of part two of the Villeneuve movie, which will be coming out, fingers crossed, later this fall. So, and then she's got more things in the planning work. So stay tuned to her channel. Uh, if you're into the Wool Shift Dust books, she has a book club Patreon running, and that's a pay per episode kind of Patreon. So that's kind of cool. You know, you don't, you don't have to pay for something that you're not consuming. Um, we've got a whole channel set up for her on the discord just for that, that kind con- that conversation. So uh, keep your ears out. We've also, Alicia will be joining us on some um, MCU stuff, uh, continuing MCU stuff uh, for lore hounds with our friends, Anthony and Steve over at properly Howard movie review. They're going to be kicking off their new season of movies where they're going to talk about remakes, films that have been remade. And they're going to lead off with White Men Can't Jump on August 14th. And then they're going to do the Dune Part 1 movie on August 21st. And John and you and I were on that episode. That was We were. Fun. Well, Feels like a long Alicia. time ago. It does, but <laughs> it was a good episode. It was fun. Yeah. And then uh, end of August, August 28th, they're going to do RoboCop the 2014 version. And then they've got about a dozen more films after that. We'll keep you in the loop on what's coming up next. 
for us, we're going to do uh, Revenge of the Sith live watch on Saturday, August 18th here on our Discord. We've got Foundation Season 2 running full steam. We just recorded today our uh, run-ahead episode of uh, Episode 5. So uh, that show, I'm, I don't know. It's been a really good season so far. It I'm has. Really excited. It I'm has. Very happy. And it's been it. nice having screeners because we can get our recordings done a little ahead of time, make sure everybody gets them the day the embargo lifts. And uh, it's true. been good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, John, you're going to do a One Piece, another One Piece episode, this crazy sure, One sure Piece am. show. I'm going to be King of the Pirates. You and Moses are going to be yeah. doing that. So episodes 31 through 53. What are there? There's a thousand episodes of these. There's over a thousand. Thing? That's correct. That's crazy. And yeah. Netflix is going to drop a live action. Yeah, I have, you have low doubts? expectations. I'm going to be All honest. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll okay. see. There's a reason anime does better as anime. But you're going to watch it. You're going to check gonna it out. I'm going to watch it. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? Um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, we'll we'll po- we'll live watch that, and then we'll podcast about it. We're gonna have an MCU Secret Invasion trauma bonding episode and catch up on some news. Very nice. And uh, Lorehounds play Skyrim. You and Brandon are gonna talk about Skyrim. Dovahkiin. I'm thinking about making a one-off theme just for that because it's such a good theme. I think you should. I think every time you do a, a, a one-off, uh, any themes, I think it's a good value. It's fun. It's very good it's value. Fun. So, so yeah. So it's going to be a busy month in August, and that's just going to lead us right into the Ahsoka live action, which is going to overlap with Foundation, and then that's all going to overlap with Wheel of Time season two. It's finally here. Yep. John, are you hype? I'm hype. I'm so hype that uh, okay. I can barely contain my yawns because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so we're covering all three of those shows in full. So it's going to be a really busy year uh, for the back back half of um, of 2023. So, John, a uh, quick note to our Patreon subscribers to say thank you. Thank you. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's it. Good night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for a great first year. We just sent out stickers, or you did, David. I won't take yes. the credit. You just sent out some stickers to some international patrons, and I know you're you're working on the domestic patrons as well. Uh, in between traveling, so appreciate yes. your hard work, and I hope people really like the stickers. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll for sure have merch somewhere on the store eventually. Someday, someday. Uh, eventually. But right now, these are the only physical items we are putting out and they are just for our patrons i should probably um, send you one too shouldn't i that'd be nice i would love to i would love a little <laughs> i think i've got sticker. one i think i got a couple left here <laughs> all right so we like to thank our patreon lore masters every episode uh today is no exception and here they are samartian cyrus mark h michael g michelle e david w brian p nick w sc Peter O.H., Bettina W., Adam S., Nancy M., Lavinia T., Duve 71, Brian 8063, Frederick H., Sarah L., Garrett C., Eric F., Matthew M., Sarah M., DJ Miwa, Andra B., Kwang Yu, Laura G., and Deadeye Jedi Bob. That list is starting to require multiple breaths. <laughs> what am I going to do anymore? It's it's very great. I mean, I, yeah. I really appreciate all of you and, and all of our patrons because you keep us agreeing to cover too many shows. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's even more stuff that we haven't announced yet. So it's 
And and we it's not like you, it's not like you and I don't have an idea here and there during the week. We'll like, oh, what about this idea or what about that idea? And we right. just have to like say, no, we right. can't. One of us it. has to talk sense into the other one. That's what ends up <laughs> happening. Too many. But fortunately, yeah. we have been able to grow a little family, and your dollars that um, you you provide us with the Patreon actually go to sustaining the the whole ecosystem of the war. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah. All right. Yes. That's that for this episode. Again, watch so. those Rebel episodes <laughs> in the show notes for the next time. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week. Next Bye. week, probably. Yes, probably. All right. Bye. The Lorehounds podcast is produced and published by The Lorehounds. You can send questions and feedback and voicemails at thelorehounds.com slash contact. Get early and ad-free access to all Lorehounds podcasts at patreon.com slash thelorehounds. And connect with us on Twitter at thelorehounds. Any opinions stated are ours personally and do not reflect the opinion of or belong to any employers or other entities. Thanks for listening. 